Hi everyone and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today I am going to talk about uh, how not to give a shit what people think about you by uh, subscriber request. Actually a Facebook group member in addition to a subscriber asked about how to um, not care and uh, become less of a people pleaser. People pleaser is a little bit separate, it's related, but um, whether or not you're actually an active people pleaser, there are many people who are still anxious about about their perception in the world and we'll get into why and how to stop and but first uh, you should definitely click on the subscribe link because I have great recent episodes and I'm going to be doing one every four episodes instead of one every five episodes the most recent one was on unconditional love and that should be a required listening for all couples and I give you lots of discussion questions at the end that you can use to prompt discussions with your partner whether or not they listen to the podcast with you because as I've hopefully driven home, they don't have to listen to my podcast. I'm not for everyone. Some people don't like podcasts. I myself hate podcasts. So uh, I get where your partner's coming from. I don't listen to anybody talk. It's consistently shocking to me that people will listen to me talk (laughs) because I will listen to no one talk. So uh, if they don't like my podcast and they don't like my posts or they just don't like me, then you still can on your own have those discussion questions so you can bring up topics. Because remember, it's about your relationship. I don't like, it, it doesn't matter if they like listening to me they gotta like listening to you you bring up the topics and then you will have stuff to talk about that's very interesting with your spouse and it doesn't matter where you get it from you could get it from me you could get it from an epiphany from God it doesn't matter if you come up with something interesting to talk about you bring it up and then that will enrich your relationship and you will learn more about one another about the unconditional love podcast or about anything, literally anything in life. I also have 100 date night questions on my website relatedly. So anyway, let's dive into this topic. So um, over time, people care less and less what others think of them usually. And when you're young, you care a lot. And that's evolutionary. When you're a young child, you really want to fit into your family and to your community. And then this really peaks in adolescence. Um, it's unsafe as a child not to be part of a community because you are a tiny, weak, little mammal. And so you need to be part of a pack in order to survive. When you're an adolescent, you need to fit in because your body's telling you to breed, hopefully your body doesn't win that discussion so that you don't breed when you're still an adolescent but um, and you give yourself a little more time before you have children but your body is telling you to find a mate and to find a community and to you know uh, be fruitful and multiply and you can't do that if you are weird <laughs> you know I mean like if, if, if you do not fit in then usually especially in the pre-internet age it was harder to find a partner and so there are many evolutionary reasons why people like to fit in and why people do care what others think but then you know you we are not just driven by our biology uh, except vis-a-vis ovulation <laughs> and menstruation as I uh, discuss on my uh, website frequently or this podcast but no I'm, I mean I'm just kidding we are obviously driven by our biology but also you know we have brains and free will and cognitive reframing is a core component of CBT and we can change how we think about things so that it's more adaptive so you can understand that yeah there's a real biological imperative to fit in but 
it's not really useful to you long term as an adult. So most people listening to this have already found a mate or they know that they can find mates because they did in the past at some point and they are situated in a larger community and have a job and so forth. But so so like nobody they're not going to like, you know, be outside of the tribe ostracized, you know, not given food or whatever happens to people who don't fit in in, you know, more primitive societies. And still, you find yourself obsessing over what people think about you and feeling really hurt when people don't like you or whatever. And it, it no longer serves you to obsess over this stuff because all it does is make you anxious and really prevent you from living an authentic life. Because if you're always wondering what people are going to think about you and you're trying to be inoffensive and to please a million masters, then you're never going to be authentic and true to yourself because you yourself probably like to do, say, uh, whatever things that somebody might not like by very virtue of doing anything somebody may like you less because there's a whole range of people and they have all their opinions and so the uh, the idea that their opinions are going to align with what you are doing all the time is impossible but yet some people try to do this and try to please everybody all the time get very upset when people don't like them now in how can you uh, better understand this? There's not just the evolutionary imperative to fit in. There's also how we're trained in our family of origin. So there's that whole background of, you know, mammals are pack animals and like to fit in with each other. But within your particular family of origin, you could have varied, you know, within the normal distribution of how much this mattered to your parents. So were they very image conscious? Was everything about fitting in and keeping up with the Joneses and acting a certain way and looking a certain way and not embarrassing them, et cetera, et cetera. Because if it was, then you are even more fucked in this regard because there's the whole human desire to fit in. And then above and beyond that was the your specific family component in as much as they amplified your pre-existing mammalian desire to fit in with the crowd. So you're always then going to have your parents' voices in your head, whichever one it was, saying, uh, don't dress like that, don't act like that, people are looking at you, don't make a problem, etc., etc. Now this isn't to say that... Um, uh, certainly, I believe that children should be trained to not make a problem, you know, overall, and to not to be self-centered and to fit in, uh, in within the constraints of society, right? And I say that all the time. Don't let your kids treat you like garbage. Have your children be nice to you, be empathic, teach this, etc. But some parents, of course, take it too far, and everything is about fitting in rather than ever understanding what the child is thinking or feeling. Most parents parents nowadays do the opposite. They're too much what the child is thinking or feeling above the idea of fitting in. So a nice balance, of course, is best. But again, it's difficult to get such a thing. But if you were raised by parents who were super invested in the judgments of others, then it is very hard to shake this habit as you mature, even if intellectually you realize that it does not serve you. So what are some ways to start understanding how to not give a shit, right? Well, one is you should go back to my podcast on people hate disavowed parts of themselves. Like if you don't like somebody, 
then it's likely because there's something in you that's being triggered. So let's say, uh, and but, but you're using this to understand why people may not like you. So me, for example, right? So I'm a therapist and I talk about sex. And so some people may think that that is um, attention seeking, right? And so anybody who hates me because that would be like too attention seeking of an occupation, probably on some level wishes that they had a more exciting and attention seeking occupation. Otherwise they wouldn't give a shit. Like it wouldn't trigger them at all. So if somebody were to judge me for, um, you know, having a website or talking about sex or whatever, it's usually because on some level they wish they could be that kind of a person. It's a disavowed part of themselves. Either they're, they're sexually repressed or, or anxious, or they don't like putting themselves out there. And on some level they wish that they could. And it, it, this is much of what is discussed in therapy when people have these deep reactions of, of massive dislike and hatred toward other people, it's usually because there's something inside them that is being triggered by this person such that they kind of wish they were more like that or they were never allowed to be like that, etc., etc. And if you start to understand this, then you can understand that anybody that you trigger, anybody that doesn't like you, it's for their own reasons. It has nothing to do with that you are a bad, unlikable person. You are a Rorschach test. The Rorschach test is, is showing what bothers that other person about themselves. There is no reason that somebody would give two shits about you and what you are doing unless for some reason there is some innate thing in them that is being triggered. And nobody can understand this better than a therapist because... As I've tried to discuss, you've heard the term uh, transference. I think I talked about this in some podcasts. But people tend to treat us, therapists, over time the way that they treat everybody else in their life, you know, with whom they have a relationship because this is a relationship. Um, you know, when you're in a room with somebody week after week, you develop a relationship talking about deep emotions, you know. I mean, this is, I talk to many people on the deepest level that they talk to with anybody, including their spouses, including ever anybody ever. So it's hard not to have a relationship you need to have a human relationship and that's called the therapeutic alliance and over time there's transference so if somebody decides that they hate me all of a sudden you know unless I have flipped them off and uh, you know overcharged them and um, you know not showed up to session if I'm just kind of acting like how I usually act and they are triggered and they are upset and they're taking things personally it's invariably because something that's happening in the room is reminding them of something that happened outside of the room with either women as a whole, given that I'm a woman, or with an intimate partner, given that we're in a relationship, not an intimate relationship, but an emotionally intimate relationship, truly, um, or, or whatever, or people of my age, or mothers, or whatever, whatever the case may be. And so this is... Um, this is, this is hammered home in my specific profession that you don't take these things personally, that what is to be done is to, be is to explore why the person feels so triggered by you, right? And so then it's real hard not to understand this. Not everybody has the benefit of being a therapist and having this be their major training but, and experience. But if you do, then you could, you could count on me that I'm telling you the truth, that when people don't like you, it's not, it's usually something about them is being triggered by you. Unless, of course, you are a huge asshole. But the irony is, 
anybody who gives a shit what people think enough to be anxious about it and to ask about it and to be like worried about it, they are usually the least asshole people in the world. They are usually the people that are trying so hard to be nice. So if you are this person that tries so hard to be nice and somebody still doesn't like you and has a problem with you, then I present you a mantra that you can repeat. It's very uh, difficult clinically. It's very complex. So you probably were going to need to write it down. It's, um, it's very uh, complicated. Here it is. Fuck those people. <laughs> fuck those people. Or fuck these people or fuck that person or however you need to amend this for your particular situation. You just need to say, fuck this person. Like, I'm trying to be nice. This must be some of their own shit. And that's them. And I'm not going to let it bother me because this is not uh, about me. I didn't do anything. Now, if you did do something, then you apologize for it. And if they uh, tell you, for example, let's say that uh, you think that the there's another woman at preschool pickup that gives you side eye and you are thinking, man, what did I do? Why does she hate me? This, that. And then she says to you, um, uh, I, I wonder if you're going to get Madison's biting under control and you're like, what? And it turns out your kid's been biting her kid. Well, then you're like, I'm real sorry. Nobody told me about Madison's biting. You know, I will, you know, figure that out. Like, wow, didn't know that. So in that case, you know, Matt, you know, kid that Madison's biting probably isn't going to like you. But if there isn't a reason, then you got to assume that something in the way that you're showing up, something your outfit, maybe the car you drive, maybe it's your voice. I don't care what it is, triggers this person. They either want to be more like you or you remind them of their mother or their sister or they're just having a bad day and fuck that person because it really does not need to bother you. You do not need this person. Your evolutionary system of guarding your place in the pack has been activated, but then your cognition can go against it and you could say, I don't need this person. This person doesn't pay my bills. This person's not my intimate partner. This is not my child. Fuck this person. That doesn't mean to be mean to this person at all. It's just like, fuck this person's judgment. Who cares? I'll keep smiling at this person. Maybe they're really having a bad day. Maybe their life is very difficult. Who the hell knows? I always tell my kids, if somebody is being mean, imagine how mean they get treated at home. They must get treated terrible at home. If they're going to be mean at school, they must be so sad. They must not be living a good life. So you have compassion for these people. Of course, that doesn't mean you become their best friend because that's putting yourself in harm's way. But it certainly means that from a distance, you can empathize with this person and not take it personally. And of course, if this person were to, in fact, sometimes my kids will say, oh yeah, that person actually does look unhappy. That person actually uh, got into a fight with such and such other friend. So then I'll say, yeah, I mean, you know, if anybody ever is in trouble or is getting bullied or something, then of course you tell me or tell somebody else. And sometimes these unhappy kids are the ones who later, uh, it comes down through the grapevine that they do have trouble at home. You know, that something is going on. A parent is sick, for example, or something like that. And that only needs to happen a couple of times before your kids look at you like you're Yoda. And they're like, wow, you're totally right. (laughs) Anybody who's an asshole is just always struggling, which is a wonderful life lesson that many adults haven't learned yet. So 
If you struggle with this, practice looking at the situation a lot more objectively. You are just one person. You can only really choose to be how you are. Um, And however you are is going to turn some people off. And fuck those people because those people don't matter. They're never going to be your best friend if they don't like you. Maybe they could get to know you and be your best friend, but probably not, (laughs) you know? And it doesn't really make a difference in your life. Now, if this is a family member, then we can try to do the gray rock technique which I've discussed on my podcast and you can certainly go to therapy and we go to therapy for any of this I mean if you are very socially anxious and you are terrified and saying fuck these people makes you shake and quake in fear go to therapy for that but if you are being consistently rejected and judged by a close family member or even worse a spouse then this is a different podcast a different topic what I'm talking about is when the average Joe on the street or just a woman from preschool pickup or a co-worker or a gym buddy or whoever the hell when those people get under your skin and you're just really hoping that they like you and you're wondering why they don't or or did I do something to offend this person no fuck those people it doesn't matter your body is doing the right thing by making an anxiety response because we are mammals but you can use your brain to say Get the back anxiety response. I do not need you. You are no longer adaptive to me. I am living my life. I am pretty successful as a human being. It doesn't matter if that woman likes me or she doesn't like me. And if she doesn't like me, it's probably due to her own shit. If she were to ever come to me and say that I had done something to her, I would apologize. So thus, I am really, I really don't have to worry about it because I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm fine. And that person may be an unhappy person. If they judge me they probably judging everybody else too so this is something that you can think about and you could listen to as a pep talk and you should practice in your daily life when you start to feel that you know your your heart is racing your blood pressure is up because somebody gave you a sideways look or something practice saying fuck that person that person's probably unhappy that person probably would you know, uh, be triggered by many people, certainly anybody that looked or acted like me, and that's their own thing. I can't make everybody like me. I have no need to do it. I'm fine, and I'm going to go about my day. All right, hopefully this was useful to you guys. And again, if you do struggle with real bad social anxiety... And this is this sort of thing is just the tip of the iceberg for you. Then social anxiety can be very responsive to both medication, antidepressants, and um, which double as anti-anxiety medications, SSRIs, and or therapy, which uses exposure and response prevention and is like a much uh, more in-depth version of saying fuck that person. But fuck that person is a very good summary. All right. Uh, talk to you all soon. <laughs> Bye-bye.